hello, welcome to episode 58 of Sackings Therapy. This is Owen coming to you live right, well, not right after the Clippers game. Take a short break before recording, but, you know, in the same time frame, uh, about an hour after the Clippers game. And, yeah, uh, just going to be me again today. Uh, no Fong again. Uh, he's just been, uh, again, very busy. And uh, it's kind of unfortunate because he's missing a damn good stretch of Kings basketball. So uh, let's uh, let's start with the, the Nuggets game that happened last night, I think. Yeah, last night. So this was a weird game, to say the least. Well, not really weird. Um, so Jamal Murray was out. And, you know, I first thing I always think of with Nuggets is their defense and Boy, their defense is shit. <laughs> um, like the Kings' offense, you know, to their credit, were moving the ball really well. They were getting good shots. You know, they're driving into the lane and you know, kicking out for threes. Like there are moments where the Kings, like as soon as like the they get a screen, the lane would just part like the Red Sea. I swear to God, like it was so terrible on the Nuggets' side where there was, you know, it. There wasn't the communication wasn't crisp, and they just like it was just a wide open paint as soon as there was like any kind of penetration. And you know, even when Joker was back there, it didn't really matter because, like, you know, Jokic, you know, despite being amazing this game on offense, pretty terrible on offense. Granted, you know, you can't expect him to do everything, but he was very much ineffective on a lot of these shots. You could just see how slow he was on some plays. But yeah, and that the reason why that really matters though is because they were awful on offense this game, the Nuggets. Like, you know, outside of Jokic, who had, you know, a beastly uh, 50 points. Uh, what else did he have? Let me actually pull up the box score real quick. Let's see, he had 50 points, 12 assists, and eight rebounds. Shit. Like, but no one else on their team played well, it, particularly Michael Porter Jr. Like he wasn't getting to the rim. He was missing open shots. He only had one open three. Or he only hit one open three. And his jump shot just wasn't there today. And in a game where your offense is not really working well, they have to rely on their defense, which again is genuine, pretty subpar to say the least. I wouldn't say it's complete shit, but it's not good. And it's a game that where they also don't have Jamal Murray. So there just wasn't enough offense to, you know, be able to beat the Kings. Who had who Played really well. Like, one of the most impressive things that I like to see in this, that I saw in this game, was that the ball movement was constant throughout the game, including in the fourth quarter, where, you know, Fox and Halliburton kind of, you know, were the heads of the spear and everyone else kind of did their thing. Like, this is a game where also uh, Buddy didn't shoot well, but it wasn't like because the, the Nuggets were, you know, defending all that great. It was just he was missing shots. And yeah, it, but you know, great to see the ball movement in the in like throughout the game, and you know, the Nuggets' defense just wasn't good, and if they they really just allowed, you know, the Kings to just get into the lane like easily. The, the reason why there was as much ball movement is because you know the Kings could get pe dribble penetration, and you know, not just off of ISOs, but like off pick and roll, and you know, creates an opening. Uh, the driver kicks it out and, you know, ball movement ensues and a three kind of uh, emerges or, you know, it, ge it generates a wide open three. And, you know, whether it was Halley or, you know, Fox, they hit their shots and that's how we, you know, won the game. So 
Um, I did mention Jokic. Jokic had 50 points, uh, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. Yeah, the Kings just don't have a guy for him, really. Like, you have to double him if you're the Kings, but you don't really want to double him too much because he's the best passer in the game. You know, not just the best passing big man. I think he's the best passer in the league. Like, and, you know, it was just tricky to try and double him. So he, like, had just a lot of one-on-one coverage, and he would just, despite a lot of good defense from Rashawn, like, just he's just not big enough to really affect him, man. You know, and Rashawn did. Rashawn like did get stops when like we really needed some. So it wasn't like he was just a turnstile. It wasn't like you know an easy fifty points, if you will. He just, but you know, Jokic is just too big and strong for really anyone on the team. You know, including Whiteside, who you know he was good this game, by the way. Like you know, he did his thing, got some, got a few blocks, but even even like uh, Hassan couldn't really hold him down low. And you know, Jokic again, just too damn big and strong. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Buddy didn't shoot well. His three-point streak actually ended. He's had 87 games with a, with at least one three, and that streak ended uh, in the Nuggets game. But you know, this is kind of the evolution in his game that I like. He's not, you know, he's not completely useless if he's not hitting shots. Like this game, he had a really good passing game. He was just, you know. He just had like the connection. He wasn't forcing passes. He had a really good connection with Rashawn, and you know he made good decisions. Didn't I? Don't think he had. Let me see. Didn't have any turnovers. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers, which is you know that's a big thing. Like, you know, in a game where he isn't scoring well, it's crazy to say he actually like did a lot to you know secure this win for us. He had a lot of again great connections to Rashawn. He hit some cutters and you know. Passed up, passed people, or passed the people for open three. So, you know, that's the evolution in game in his game that I like to see more of. And you know, this is a this is a step in the right direction. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, I got to mention Barnes. Barnes was great in this game. He actually led all King scores with twenty eight points. And you know, he was on fire from three, and particularly in the third quarter where the game was tight. And he had, you know, two, I think like two straight open threes, which basically started kind of the, you know, that's when we started to kind of not go for the kill per se, but like that's when they started to pull away from the Nuggets and the Nuggets never really recovered from that. I don't think so. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was an all around team effort. And again, as I mentioned, um, Halliburton and Fox kind of closed it out uh, in the fourth quarter. Kind of, they were the tip of the spear. They were like the primary scorers for the team and the primary creators. And you know, everyone else did their did their part. And it was a really great team win. And another thing to kind of mention, although Fox did not go nuclear in the fourth quarter, he did have a huge three that basically kind of ended the game. You know. And yeah, it was a great team effort. No one really played, you know, out of their minds per se, outside of Barnes. Again, Barnes was on fire, but it was again, it was a great team effort, and that was a team win, you know, helped by the Nuggets subpar defense. You know, I had the Nuggets like, you know, as slated as probably like, you know, a Western Conference Finals team again. Although that really shouldn't have been realistic just because of the defense, but I didn't think the defense would affect them that much, but Boy, if it's going to be like this, yeah, they're not getting out of the second round. They might not even get out of the first round because you, you need defense. And yeah, we'll see how this goes uh, for them. But this is Sack Kings therapy, so we'll keep on the Sacramento Kings. 
one gripe I do have with um, you know this game is Marvin. He's a he's been a topic of conversation a lot. Like he, he didn't play much. Um, you know, he only had 18 minutes. Wow, that's actually so. Per, the big thing, however, is that he did not play at all in the fourth. And you know, even though Hassan, as I mentioned, was good at this game, I just I would just prefer to see Marvin in that spot, and as opposed to uh, as opposed to Hassan. And you know, Hassan was good this game, so you know he deserved those minutes. But like, I would like to see just Marvin in the fourth, just play, find a way to contribute, you know, in some way. Granted, you know, Marvin was a negative 12 and 18, 18 minutes, so like he wasn't doing great out there. But like, I don't feel he's forcing anything. He's playing within the offense, and he doesn't get too many opportunities to really do anything. And what he does, I hate. I hate. This is what Luke kind of has him do, or you know, this is what he does is that he does the mid post post up, and then he just kind of misses a jump shot. I don't. I don't love that. So maybe more opportunities. Try to get him in a get like the ball in his spots. The main thing I always notice is that there aren't a lot of Fox and Bagley pick and roll or Halliburton and uh, Bagley pick and rolls. I feel like that's where his game is. And you know, maybe you can run something like that for him, but. Like right now, the Kings are rolling, and you know it's, you know, for better or for worse, it doesn't really, um, doesn't really involve him the best the best parts of the Kings. And, but you know, I want to see Marvin get better and find you know find his niche in this in this uh in this version of the Kings team. Like, you know, I don't again you the reason why is because Dwight doesn't play in the four primarily is because you know. The fourth quarter lineup is with Halliburton, Fox, uh, Buddy, Harrison, and um, oh god, who's the last one? Rashawn Holmes, Halliburton, Buddy, Fox, and Harrison Barnes. That's our best lineup, and that's you know kind of our version of small ball lineup. And in that matchup or in that lineup, you're not taking Rashawn out. Rashawn's the defensive anchor. You're definitely not taking out Barnes. He's your defensive wing, and you're. You're probably not. You're not taking out Fox or Halliburton. Those are arguably the two best players on the team right now. And then the only th- person you could really take out is Buddy in that situation. And Buddy's been okay. He's been you know okay to good. So you're not taking these guys out. But at the same time, my main thing is that I feel like he can at least start the fourth quarters and maybe not in the closing lineup. Would be my suggestion. But you know, again, we're playing well right now. So what am I complaining? So that's uh that's the you know the that's the truth of it. And but again, like to squeeze some minutes from Marvin in there. Again, great win overall for us. And yeah, it was just you know, despite we were able to, you know, hold off a Joker barrage, but luckily for us, no one else on the nuggets stepped up. So yeah, great win for us against a very good team, and you know, a bit of a statement win in a way. We'll get to what really, you know, I think it's even a bigger statement win. So we're going to move over to the Clippers game. Okay, so uh, before we actually get into it, uh, PG, uh, Paul George and Pat Beverly were out. And the Kings, like, this was a 12 o'clock game, uh, which was really weird. And the Nuggets game started at 2, um, the, just the day before. So the Kings literally just... Didn't have twenty. Didn't have twenty four hours of rest. So I'm glad that nothing bad happened. But you could tell that like the Kings were a little off. So were the Clippers. Again, it's a very early start time, and 
it was just a very sloppy game overall. So let me see my notes here. So uh, Kings win the game uh, 113 to 110. Uh, even though uh, Paul George and Pat Beverly were out, like, you know, it's still a very impressive win against a, you know, against basically a Western Conference contender, title contenders. But like Fox, you know, continues to dominate in, in the fourth. He was our, you know, our primary creator and primary scorer for most of this game. He ended up with, let's see. Ended up with 36 points this game. You know, it's two for seven from three. And, you know, he, he, it, this is not like on like scrubs or anything. Like, even though Pat Bev was out, they put Kawhi on him down the stretch and he lit up Kawhi, who could not stay in front of him. Like, that's a defensive player of the year right there. And, you know, granted, he's still down a little bit, but like, it was, he couldn't keep him in front. It was crazy. So, this is the like the evolution that you know we wanted to see from Fox. Like he literally is unguardable right now, and with his three pointer going down, even though he didn't shoot that well this game, like he he is getting to that level of you know unstoppable, and that you know this he's becoming you know might I say it a little all star level superstar level player that you know we paid the max to. Um, Halliburton Halliburton did his did his thing this game. He hit. Oh, how many threes did he only? I think he only missed one. He, he was three for four from three, and there was a very weird lineup in the fourth where basically we put in the—I don't want to call them the bench warmers, but definitely like the third, the third string guys. You know, with Metu, um, Metu, and who else? Uh, Kyle Guy, Corey Joseph, and I forgot who the fourth guy was, but like basically it was like an all bench lineup and. You know, it was anchored by Halliburton, and he did his thing. Like Kyle Guy, liked it. Also, like did some stuff, and you know, he was able to hit two straight threes. That you know, again, kind of started to kind of pull the Kings away. Although the Clippers did come back a little bit, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter. But like the the, the fact that you know that lineup managed to kind of you know hold down the fort a little bit, like that was really impressive, and it was. Very, again, it was very weird to see like Kyle Guy play in a way because he just doesn't get too many chances. But I like I like Kyle Guy. Like he he does all the right things. The only issue I have with him is that he is like you know really small, and we played ultra small with him out there. Like we we ran zone, and Zubac just destroyed us on the boards. Even when Hassan was in there with that lineup, like it was just <laughs> it was just a weird little lineup, but. Halliburton did his thing during that lineup, and it kind of kept the Kings afloat up until like the starters came back in. Uh, you know, in a continuation of the Denver game, Buddy is finding different ways to contribute outside of scoring, and also Barnes. Barnes didn't score all that well this game. He only had, I think, four points. He only had four points, but a huge like tip in, tip in at the end of the game, and like playing great defense on uh, Kawhi the whole game. And, you know, Buddy, Buddy was kind of really cold starting, but he managed to find his way. And this is the evolution that I really like about him. You know, instead of always forcing that, like, pull up three with a kind of a guy, like, right on his side, he's actually, like, dribbling into kind of the mid-range for, you know, an easier open shot. And, like, and he managed to kind of start going after hitting one or two of those. And that's another evolution that I really like, where he's just, it's not just three or bust with him. Like he can actually like, you know, get into the mid range, like, you know, threaten the defense a little bit with his shooting and, you know, be a, a bit of a triple penetration threat, you know, 
again, it's a it's another evolution, and I like that from Buddy. And you know, it shows that it's you know, in another continuation, that it's hard to bench Buddy for Marvin. It's like he's actually contributing in different ways, and he also. I think had he had nine rebounds this game, which was really big. Harrison had twelve. Like, yeah, these guys were you know these guys were finding ways to contribute, even though they weren't playing that well. But Buddy did shoot a lot better this game. Let's see, he shot seven for eighteen, three for nine from three. So not a great shooting game overall, but he was key in that third quarter, like where we started to kind of gain a little bit more confidence and you know started to pull away from the Clippers. Um. There was also a very interesting moment. So the Kings led by, I think it was three or four. Let me check. Yeah, they led by three um, going into the sec going into the second half. And immediately, as soon as they come out of the second half, like the, the Kings basically give up four points. Like it was like an easy four points. And immediately, 50 seconds into the into the third quarter, Luke calls a timeout and basically kind of gets everyone back on track because Boy, it was it, it did look like a little bit of a, a repeat deja vu of like the other two Clippers games where we were kind of close in the third quarter and all of a sudden it just falls apart. And Luke didn't seem didn't have any interest in like seeing that happen again. So he called a timeout, kind of got the Kings back on track. And you know, you gotta give credit to Luke on that. Like he saw, he kind of saw like, not the writing on the wall, but like he he foresaw that, you know, this might go the way of the other. Uh, games against the Clippers so you know good 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 to call that timeout you got to give credit to him for you know stabilizing the team there and you know getting everyone back on track uh, what else uh yeah again another kind of theme where I felt like you could have squeezed Marvin in like you know we had the uh, as I mentioned the third squad uh with you know Hassan uh Halliburton Let's see I, I wrote I wrote it down Halliburton Cal Guy, Joseph, and Whiteside, and uh, Glenn Robinson. That was the fifth guy. Uh, basically, like starting the fourth quarter. Like, I feel like you could have replaced, like, maybe him with Hassan, or like, you know, or he, you could have replaced um, Hassan or Glenn Robinson with Marvin in that lineup. And when Metsu checked in, like, you know, that, that was nice to see Metsu out there. You know, he did his thing. But like, I feel like you could fit Marvin in there. You know, just get him some playing time. Like it's just it's just jarring to me. And of course, like, you know, he, he has to earn those minutes, of course, but like, you know, just give him give him a give him something, you know. But yeah, other than that, like this is this has been a great stretch of Kings basketball. And again, it's great to see Fox just dominate start like dominating now. Like he's becoming that superstar that we pay the max to. And again, like they put Kawhi Leonard on him, and he couldn't do anything against Fox. So like, this is this is the next level, and it's good to see that the Kings like, you know, be able to kind of be a really good team, you know, like, you know, anchored, you know, with Fox at the tip of the spear, and you know, anchored by you know guys like Barnes and Halliburton, like, you know, hopefully this like this thing or this thing like this stretch of basketball is a real thing like it's a it's been great to see them just play with you know heart and hustle and just like you know being able to play defense as well and yeah like let's enjoy this moment and hopefully it's a real thing and it's not like a short-term kind of boost or whatever and yeah so and it's unfortunate that Fong has to, he's not been able to watch, unfortunately. So like, you know, he's been missing a great stretch of Kings basketball and 
yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know, they're able to have these statement wins. Uh, granted, the, neither one of these teams that they faced against, the, Nug- the Nuggets or the Clippers, are at full strength. But they, these are still good teams, and, like, Kings handled their business. So that's great to see. And the kind of, one of the last things I kind of want to talk about relating to the Kings is that I've been hearing a lot of Fox All-Star chatter. And you know, before the before these two games, I was ve- I was not really into it just because you know you think about it, there really isn't a spot for him on the on the West just because like you know Dame it's Dame and stuff like that those are you know shoe wins they're they're going in no matter what, and and then so there are only I think two or three more spots left and you know you have to give so like you know for example um, Donovan Mitchell. Like I think as a shoe in this year, just because the Jazz are I think with the first seed still, um, but like they've been playing good basketball, and like you know he's gonna be in the All Star game. Mike Conley's been playing really well. I think he's gonna be in the All Star game, and you know Rudy Gobert, that's whatever. <laughs> but like, so that's so that's another two spot spots gone, and then you and then there's like the final guard spot. Like I don't see him being able to make it. Like above, you know, say Devin Booker or like Chris Paul or even Jamal Murray. Like there's probably even more guys you can probably put in front of Fox. And like these are guys from winning teams right now. So like there was just no real case to really make before these two games. But now that like, you know, the Kings have, you know, had this stretch of two games and now that they're above 500 and right, right in the middle of like that you know, uh, Western Conference deadlock for the... Oh, God, I cannot select the standings. The Western Conference deadlock all the way up to, like, the fifth seed. Like, let's see. So, yeah, Kings are literally a, a game and a half away from the fifth seed. <laughs> like, it's it's a deadlock there. And if the Kings keep up this momentum and they end up, like, in, say, the four seed or the five seed or even the six seed, they got a great arg, like they they got a great argument to get Fox as an All Star because that's how he's been playing like as of late, and you know I'm for it. I'm I'm all for Fox getting an All Star, and yeah, he's the tip he's the tip of the spear, and the one kind of spearheading all this newfound energy within the Kings, and they're winning. So you know, Kings are now above 500. I don't think this has happened in a long time where the Kings are above 500 after 23 games. So. Again, enjoy this moment, and you know, like it's a great time to be a Kings fan right now. And it sucks that uh, Fong's you know stuck uh, doing his thing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be filling him in and asking him about the Fox All Star question. I imagine he's gonna say yes, and yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, everyone enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. I do not watch football, so I don't want to really get into this i well although i do kind of root for the kansas city so there's that um you know that that's all i'm going to say about the football thing um you know and uh, another thing i just want to you know just a personal interest of mine um over the weekend or over this week mass effect legendary edition was announced uh you know i'm a big mass effect fan i played all three games including andromeda by the way like i i was one of the weird um defenders of andromeda like i felt like it, it was very unfairly they were very unfairly criticized for their facial animations but the game itself was fine 
like for the most part like it's i'm not gonna say like the story was great by any means but like you know the gameplay was fun and i, I feel like it got a bad rep for the facial animations but you know uh, um the mass effect legendary edition uh, has been announced i forgot when it's coming out but like you know i i kind of i'm interested in i'm interested let's just say like you know they changed up primarily mass effect one and one of the reasons why I, did, I didn't like Mass Effect 1 all that much was because the gameplay was quite shit. It, it wasn't really meant to be a shooter. It was more meant to be an RPG with shooting, you know, with shooting. But now I guess they're like trying to change it to basically match what what, what was in uh, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. So that's actually really cool. The only thing is I am queasy about paying $60 for the game. Like everything looks pretty cool. But like they, I think they've already announced. There's no new like content. You get all the DLC and everything, but like, you know, I already played most of the DLC. Like I didn't, I didn't buy all of them, but I did buy most of them. And like the fact that it's just basically an HD retexture. Of course, Mass Effect One, of course, uh, new uh, gameplay. But like, I don't think it's. I'm just queasy about paying sixty dollars for that. But I am excited to see what it looks like. You know. Probably gonna Google, you know, YouTube some clips about what it's looked like, and maybe that'll change my decision. But like, I'm. It's nice to be able to kind of like revisit the Mass Effect series, and you know, hopefully one of these days they kind of, you know, I guess uh, atone for the sins of Andromeda. Like, you know, I, I of course I like the game, but like, you know, after kind of a dud that was that game for the most part in terms of story, like they need to make a comeback somehow. I, I don't want to see Bioware die. I know Anthem was kind of a flop too, but like, you know, there was a lot of potential there. And I felt like guys or people just hated that game before it even came out. So like, they never really got a fair shake at it either. So, you know, hopefully like this kind of, you know, restores some goodwill within the gaming community for Bioware. And, you know, I'm more excited to just play more Mass Effect basically. So yeah um that's a random rant about gaming um so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy your the rest of your weekend and yeah enjoy being a kings fan right now because right now it's a great time to be a kings fan and guys uh enjoy enjoy the super bowl too um i'm of course i'm not a i'm not a football fan but you know i know like the i get the hype around it and you know everyone be safe you know don't attend like crazy parties like you know only attend parties with people you know and you know just stay safe out there wear your mask and yeah we'll get through this together and hopefully the kings keep winning <music>